Hey, it's Phil, and welcome to the Just Share It podcast, the place where we, well, just share it. Today, I have a guest. It's the first time I have one, so I was kind of nervous. You can probably hear it. It'll be kind of all over the place, but we were mainly talking about YouTube and filmmaking in general. Let's start the episode. Rolling on my end as well. Cool. Great, so I'll do the little intro and then uh, we'll be rolling. Sounds good. All right, so welcome back to the Just Share It podcast. It's only the second episode, and this time I have a guest. As I promised, I will be bringing guests that either interest me or friends or just people that are also creative. And this time we have Jackson, which I met through Twitter from someone else from Twitter, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. He's a young filmmaker. He's barely 18, and he's just fucking enormous. He's so good. <laughs> so great at doing especially tech videos uh you got hired as a you'll have to help me with your exact title but you're doing videos with android central right android police yeah so basically android what police. i'm doing is i uh produce videos for this other youtube channel where uh basically it's about android videos and uh yeah it's it's not necessarily an employment it's more of uh what do you call it? Free- freelancing type thing, but um, yeah, it's fairly regular it. and uh, yeah, it's fun. That's awesome. And one of the reasons I, I if I remember correctly, we, we talked, we said, hey, we should get on this podcast and well, anyone, any discussion anywhere was we both had the same realization when it came to YouTube that the current state of when it came to our personal brand on YouTube, we didn't want to do the classic montage stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Let, let go into your thoughts about it. What like I'll talk bef- after you because I want to hear sure. your side of these things. Yeah. So I mean, um, YouTube kind of on its own, uh, just kind of like nature of the beast. It's really kind of become a very specific type of thing when it comes to film filmmaking YouTube channels. I feel like a lot of them, um, they're great. You know, Peter McKinnon. Uh, I'm blanking on names, uh, Chris Howe, Matty Apoya, people like that. They have a very specific style of like lots of montage B-roll and, you know, 120 FPS slow-mo, but, um, it's, it's just one specific kind of style and it feels very YouTube-y. And so, um, for my personal YouTube, I've, I want to shift more towards narrative driven stuff, more, um, I hate to use the word cinematic because it's been extremely overused <laughs> on YouTube, but more yeah. filmic type of stuff that uh, it is more than just pretty footage, if that makes sense. Yeah, which it's the same thing I got where I like you mentioned the exact word I had in mind, which is YouTube. It's <laughs> there's, you know, you look at something, you're like, I can tell that was made for YouTube, right. which I don't think should be. I don't think it should exist where you look at some footage or you look at a, you know, a made up video and you're like, ah, it feels like YouTube. Right. I mean, like, so yeah. there's definitely like an aspect to that. Um, there is also the side of things where it's like, you know, if you're hired to make a video for Instagram, then it probably should look very yeah. Instagrammy. But um, just in general, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe there should be a bit of a, sh- a shift where it's like, yeah, this could have been on Vimeo. This could have been on YouTube, Facebook, whatever. And, you know, it kind of stands on its own. I feel like a lot of, um, narrative driven short films are like that where it's like yeah it's just a short film it's not a youtube video it's not a, a vimeo video um, it may live there but it it's not um, yeah exactly it was not made way. for the medium right which 
again, could be all right for certain types of channel. Like we take, you know, the probably one of the biggest channel on YouTube right now, which is Mr. Beast. Yeah. We know he's pretty much the YouTube genre. Like there's, he is pretty much what you expect on YouTube, which for him is fine. But for anyone who's willing to go to, you know, they want to be a creator or a filmmaker, a photographer, it's, it's doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing with thumbnails where you're like, is it, is it really okay? Are you really allowed to do that? Right. I don't know. I feel like some part of uh, your soul goes away each time you do a stupid <laughs> thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's definitely a balance you have to try to strike with, uh, you know, running a YouTube channel where you know that if you do a certain type of thumbnail, if you do a certain type of title, you'll get the clicks, you'll get the views, but you know, are you essentially just clickbaiting? Are you, um, you know, not holding true to your own personal style if you're just trying to copy the latest trends and the latest, you know, what works in YouTube thumbnails or whatever? Um, yeah, it's definitely a balance that is often hard to uh, kind of figure out. Yeah, especially that, as you said, it when you know something works, it's hard to say, oh, no, I won't do that because I want to do something different. Yes. Yeah. Not only are the numbers enticing because it feels it feels great to have those numbers, but right. at some point I do understand it when it's businesses. You know, if you think about uh, those filmmakers like maybe Chris Howe or Peter McKinnon, where YouTube has become part of their business, mm-hmm. at some point I can understand it. But at the end, I'm like, it would be nice to see people like them make a push for something different as they are the leaders of the community in some True. way. And I do see, uh, like Peter McKinnon, he's working on a new film where he is rapping on a film that, you know, it, I don't, I haven't seen it yet, obviously, but I don't feel like it's, you know, the typical YouTube video. It's more of a short film that, from what I've yeah. heard, seems like it stands on its own fairly well, so. Which is, again, it's one of the things like, you, I think you had one also, The Bucket List, which mm-hmm. honestly, I did enjoy. Yeah. And um, to have some of these like that, which is, that was really nice. It's something that even for myself, I... Because, you know, it's so classic at first every time I got in. I recently just got into the YouTube game. Like, I never thought about it before. I was like, you know, I'm just enjoying it. And when I saw, especially you, which was very much the tech world, Mm -hmm. but I could see that you were able to do so much more. Like, it's something that I picked up instantly upon watching your channel. It was like, okay, this guy can do a lot of really, really cool B-roll shots, but I, I could see that you were able to do a lot more than that. Yeah. which I think is what got into you as well. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, so I do do, right now I do a lot of tech videos and they're very focused on mobile stuff, but I'm trying to shift it a little bit more towards photography, towards filmmaking, um, and try to go a bit beyond the typical, you know, here's five things to instantly improve, whatever. And I, because mm-hmm. while, yes, you know, if you start maintaining a proper shutter speed, yes, if you start, you know, using shallower depths of field and things like that, things will look better, I guess. But um, it feels like that's just one very limited portion of filmmaking. And I feel like um, there's not a lot of stuff that goes a bit more technical into, um, you know, the deeper bits of filmmaking. So trying to shift it, it's a little bit difficult now because I have a bunch of uh, mobile stuff that I still have to make. I have a review of the uh, one plus seven pro that I have to do, um, which I've got a really exciting sponsor for that video, which I'm excited about. Um, that's and then, awesome. Yeah. And then I've also, I might do a review on the P 
Pixel 3a, and um, I'm also doing a video about, uh, or planning on doing a video about uh, anamorphic photography with the Pixel 3a. Uh, and so moments sending awesome. out a case for, for that phone. But um, yeah, so it's it's a bit difficult to, you know, shift something, especially as you get, uh, you know, bigger subscriber numbers and views and stuff. Like mm -hmm. once you, if you completely do a hard, you know, left turn or whatever, then you may lose a lot of your audience. But um, hopefully it's not too late and hopefully I can shift it a little bit. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, to maybe at least have some, you know, it's a good point to start forming some expectations for your audience to say, okay, right. maybe a few times a week, or maybe, you know, uh, if you go to percentages, like maybe 80% is going to be stuff that's, you know, the reviews and stuff like that. But like, right. you'd like it to cut it to maybe what, 50, 50. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I definitely want to do reviews. Uh, I reached out to peak design. I don't know if they'll, they'll be interested. Yeah, I in saw it. Doing I that. Honestly, I, sh I think you'll have it. I wouldn't be I surprised. Hope so. I hope so. Um, but cause that tripod looks really cool. But, um, anyway, so I do want to do reviews for sure. Um, but I do also want to try to like right now, the goal, it's not going so well right now because I was just on a trip, um, and was out of town and couldn't film a lot. Uh, but I do want to mm -hmm. try to film a big project every month. So, uh, this month I'm working on a music video, actually two music oh, videos. That's kind dope. Of. That's yeah. dope. So one music which, video is for... Which brings me to like the uh, the moment film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so sad to not see you there. Yeah. Um, I really, yeah. really hoped that you were going to be not only a participant, but also that if you have participated, I was hoping you'd come through. Would have yeah. been nice to meet you in person. Yeah, yeah. That would have been so much fun. Yeah. Um, I... It was a film that I was really excited about and planned it all out and scripted it. I, I went through like five scripts, I think. And what's, what's cool, though, is that I have five scripts. I can shoot a bunch of things. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so you can still do those films. Exactly, exactly. But um, basically, my main actor kind of fell through. And it wasn't really his fault. It was just like scheduling just got yeah, messy. Yeah. And so uh, and that was a week before, I think. Um, and so anyway, I basically had to scrap it this year next year i definitely want to do something and uh yeah i'm excited about that but um yeah i wish i could have made something but not this time because i feel like this pro project like the moment film was something that could have been used as some kind of review as well this it's one of the things that i think uh, we had in twitter discussion with you and pat mm -hmm. where it would be nice for some review videos, especially when it's review videos talking about the camera being like, hey, can you act, can you act, legit show me footage? <laughs> Not just talk about how good it is, but right, show right. me. Yeah. And I feel like with uh, you know, a combination of you wanting to do reviews and stuff like that, I think it's something in the future you could definitely do of like your review project would be a I don't know, like a 30 second ad, like a fake ad for something, but it right, right. still, you did an actual script and everything and you still reviewed the said camera. I right. feel like there's some kind of mix like mock-ups and like stuff like that that could be done uh, to showcase your skills as a filmmaker at broad, but still review the units. Right. So like some something that would fit in the like experimental category or whatever for the moment invitational. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much like it's something that could be done is like to slowly do the transition between your audience being used to uh, only tech stuff, but slowly right. you could integrate still reviews, but with a mini short, a mini sequence in it 
that would be a bit more narrative to showcase uh, the unit, whatever it is, whether it's a mic or a tripod or whatever. Yeah. It's a way to, it's, it's a way to think. It's, it's, it's certainly easier for me right now because, well, I have no audience and I'm just starting. So it's easier to be like, okay, I'll just go this direction and, you know, everyone jump on boat. But for you, it's like you have to kind of convert them. Right, right. Yeah. So last week, was it this week? What day is it? Yeah, it was last week. I had published my um, Q&A video that I shot mm -hmm. um, while actually on the trip. I had my X-T3 and shot it there. But um, I didn't really do much promoting of that video. I didn't really do much. And so it's sitting right now, I think at around 500 views, which is not great for my channel. But honestly, it's just a Q&A. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I actually don't really want a ton of people to see it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting when you don't publish a video Oh, wait, there's too many negatives here. Uh, it's interesting when you publish a video that isn't in your typical genre or whatever, and it doesn't yeah. do very well. Yet, when you do something that's a bit more in line with what you typically do, the views kind of come naturally, which is kind of interesting because it's you kind of see YouTube's algorithm kind of suffocating your video or promoting it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's it's definitely weird. Like It's, it's one thing also that I... I I had talked with, uh, I had asked a question on the Colin and Samir podcast around people like CPG Gray or Nerdwriter, which posts not frequently at all. Right. But the algorithm still pushes a lot. Like their each video they, they put out is massively pushed. And it, it got me wondering of like just how much data that the algorithm has on each user to recognize, right. like, to preemptively say, oh, the like, the video is good. Like, because at some point I feel there has to be somewhat of a, uh, like, an expectation from this channel to perform well. I don't know if mm -hmm. you, you, you want to know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting, too, though, is, like, with CGP Grey, he does already have, I think, a couple million subscribers. So mm -hmm. there is that. And... Um, I feel like the type of people who subscribe to him are the type of people who would watch every video of his because you know they're very yeah. well written, they're very thoughtful, they have you know good visual animation and things like that. And so I think that's a big part of it where it's like, well, these people are automatically watching them all the time, so they must be good. So then therefore the algorithm's just gonna kind of keep pushing it. Um, whereas if you create something where like only some of your viewers watch it and some of them don't care, then you know that kind of hurts the standing. Hey, it's Phil. Sorry for interrupting the episode. It will, it will be quick. I'm just letting you know that there's a way to support this podcast. It helps me have better equipment, better interviews, and overall just upgrade the production quality of it. You can support me by clicking the support button on the Anchor app. And if you're listening to something in another device or another podcast app, well, you can go to anchor.fm slash justshareit slash support. And then you can select a monthly donation amount you're willing to give. Really, anything helps. All right, you can go back to the episode now. In yeah. the algorithm. Which for you is going to be, I think, the, the toughest part is definitely that. Because, well, first of all, your what, what's funny to me is your most popular video is a video uh -oh. you didn't want to do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't want to do at all. Yeah. Like, you would have loved not to have a MacBook Pro go fucking wild on you. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but talk me about this story. Cause it's, 
it's it got like semi-viral. <laughs> yeah. So um I have a 2018 MacBook Pro and I bought it last year around I think it was September. And um I bought it brand new off of Apple and it arrived and funny thing, it arrived actually broken. Uh the screen oh, that's was cracked. Cool. So uh and then I called Apple and they're like, yeah, yeah, just hold on to it. We'll send you out the new one. Then you'll just swap it out and just send it back. So you don't, you, you can still kind of use it, but then, you know, we'll send you the other one and then you can kind of swap it out. Mm-hmm. Um, six days go by. I don't get any kind of shipping notifications. So I check, check the status and it's like waiting for you to ship back your thing. I'm like, okay. So that person on the phone was wrong. Um, so that kind of delayed the initial, just getting the laptop. And then, so I had it, f- then the replacement came. It was great. Used it for a while. And then I think it was, December ish some sometime around there I uh started noticing that the end key was repeating and I was like oh no and um so I kind of lived with it for a bit and finally was like okay I'm gonna call Apple and they said yeah we'll basically replace it uh and uh, I'm forgetting what I did exactly I think I drove down to the Apple store yeah yeah I drove down to the App store they confirmed the issue and then they're like yeah we don't make that one anymore so you have to wait a couple days and then come back. And the Apple store wow. is like 150 miles away. So Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a bit of a haul to get out there. So anyway, I, I get home, whatever, and then a few days later I drive down and they basically actually kind of upgraded my computer because they didn't make that model anymore. So I got a slightly faster processor and GPU, which is great. Um and then so I take that home. I've been using that one for a bit, and then finally it uh started having keyboard problems again. And so I take it down and they can't, and they're like, we're not going to replace it. But I'm like, that's weird because they replaced it the first time. It's like, why wouldn't they replace this? Anyway, because um, normally I feel like it would be the other way around. They would fix the keyboard first time, second time, mm-hmm. they replace the computer. But anyway, it's the other way around. And so basically there was no way around it. I just had to give them the computer. And in five days, I think I had the computer back shipped. Um, and so, yeah, now I have this one. Oh, and funnily enough, the... Uh, the computer's actually been updated. Apple, you know, did a spec bump and new materials with the keyboard. So we'll see if that's any more reliable, but I doubt it. And, um, okay, so the video, though. So that that's the whole history of that. Which and is like so, two, which is right now, as we're talking, is at 276K views. Yeah, so the video, I was like, okay, I think I should make a video about this because it's a thing. And uh, I think Neil's running out of video ideas at that time or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll just shoot this real quick. Not gonna shoot a lot of B-roll. I'm just gonna, you know, get it out in a day. Or it took me six hours, I think, to finish it and publish it. Damn. I was like, whatever. And then a few days later, I'm like, wait a minute, it's gotten a lot of views. And then it keeps going, keeps growing, keeps growing. And it's just like, you know, now it's almost at 300k. And I did not expect that to happen at all. But I think the fact that it was Apple hate, as well as um, specifically about the keyboard, that really helped it. And so. Well, what's cool about the video though is that it's uh, it helped push me over that four thousand hours of watch time. So that's mm-hmm. how it got monetized, and I've made oh, a little bit dope. of money. That was off the of video it. that got that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I had been sitting around, I think, like two hundred thousand or something like that, and then just went boom. Um, and there's so many comments in that video, and I've actually been like oh, yeah, emailed like insane. out of the blue, uh, kind of randomly, which is funny. From like probably people from Diverge and stuff. No, no, I wish. Um, it, it was more like um, someone suggested this utility called Unshaky, which okay. basically debounces keys. So if it gets like uh, two N okay. presses in under 10 milliseconds or whatever, it will just kill out one of them. And um, so that definitely helped. 
but uh, you know, it's all the issues. So eventually I took it down to repair or get it, the keyboard replaced. And so, yeah, but yeah, I did not expect it to go viral. Yeah, and, um, but still, it fun. I, for me, that shows me that your audience kind of cares about you personally, like what happens. Because even though that, that or was just the algorithms, related, like, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. There's the thing, like, even though it was tech related, you're still sharing your own experience. So yeah. it tells me that there is something that for you, people are expecting your, your opinion, not just like beauty products and stuff, uh, yeah. like, which is, really nice to, to watch like you yeah. know m- most of your most popular videos are uh phone related like right apart from the macbook and your video saying i don't like my videos <laughs> this is you know it's all phones it's all phone yeah. stuff yeah so it's like maybe i should just make rant videos all the time <laughs> you know right you know you know what? i think it works <laughs> you know it's it's Especially like what I love about your two brands videos, which is like the, uh, I don't like my videos, the MacBook and the other one, which was, uh, I don't want to make YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Like these rant style videos is you're so polite and calm. That it, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a brand. Like you're, you're right. watching it and you're like, oh, cool. It's almost like watching freaking John, like fucking, what is his name? The design guy from Apple, the meme. Uh, John Ive. Johnny Ive. Johnny Ive. It's, Johnny it's almost Ive. like what? Yeah, exactly. Johnny Ive. It's almost like you're ranting, but you're saying in such a comfortable and posed <laughs> way that, that we're like, oh, yeah, I totally. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. And it's so funny, funny I, but I like it. Cool. But yeah, it's the, where I was going with this was I feel that even though you're 18 and like you're struggling with this, it's so goddamn impressive how far you've come. Like I, it was the first thing when I discovered you because uh, through Pat, uh, I was completely astonished that you had done so much videos already. <laughs> it was like, but then again, it was a really good move from Android. Um, what's the game again? Android Police. Uh, police, Police. I always get Central and Police mixed up. There's Central Police and there's Android Authority. No, it's already. It's it's so. I mean, I don't mix up Android Police because I know exactly what Android Police is. But it's Android Authority and Android Central that really. I mean, you know who writes the checks, right? (laughs) Yeah, but um, which is yeah, which is a lot of fun. Still, it's. I feel like because you have you have that, and might also be you know one of the factor where your lack of enjoyment of the tech when it comes to your personal brand might have come in earlier than it would have. Can you rephrase that? Yeah, meaning that because you have this freelance gig, which is pretty much every week, if not multiple times a week, mm-hmm. well, your lack of, you know, enjoyment of like your passion toward tech videos kind of drawn out earlier than it would have since right. it became kind of a a job pretty early. Yeah, I mean, so that's not why I kind of got tired of tech. Like it wasn't because of Android Police. I'm like, yeah. This is boring. Um, I think it was more just like I've I've seen it so many times that I'm just a little bit tired of it. But I mean, like I still love tech. I think Android's really cool, and so I definitely enjoy making videos for Android Police, um, and, you know, and doing tech videos on my own channel. But I, it's just that I I realize that I like narrative stuff, music stuff a lot more. That that's why I want to shift to my personal channel too. But I'll still probably be doing. Uh, a good deal of tech videos whether that's just on android police or as well or also on my own channel yeah which comes to i I feel like we had the same 
conclusion when we talked in, in DMs, which was mm-hmm. there's a certain feeling of wanting to leave a much better legacy through narrative and storytelling than tech videos. Sure. It's that part of like, while I can be proud of a review, you can be proud of a, a not only a review, but like reviewing a software, which you did very good, by the way, your, your app reviews were really good. <laughs> Thanks. I got paid for that too, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is it, it does come and like, honestly, they, I, I could have watched that and non, not know that you were paid. It was really well done. Yeah. So yeah. it like, it didn't, it didn't feel forced at all. Right. Which yeah. Is, which, which is thing great. that, that, that I really wanted to make sure I maintained was uh, like a level of like personal interest in the product. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. do videos where it's just like some random, like, cause I've gotten emails of like, can you review our PowerPoint software and stuff? And I'm like, no. Um, it, especially when like those, those emails are, you know, written terribly and they're just like, yeah. but, um, like Halide, for example, that was one video I did. Um, I had already been using Halide for the past year and I loved it and I literally used it every day. And so when they reached out and they were like, hey, you want to do a video? I was like, heck yeah. And then panels, I'd already heard of that before. And I thought that was really cool to be able to easily split images and things like that. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely want to make sure that the videos I do are things I'm actually interested in personally, if they are yeah. a sponsored video or whatever. Yeah, which which is like, so it's weird because it's often something that's criticized uh, for outsiders. Oh, sponsored like, videos. Yeah, no, but like yeah. especially when it comes. Oh, I mean, you're you're everyone always likes what they're reviewing. Yeah, but why would I spend time not not enjoying something? Yeah. It, I, I mean, if the paycheck's part, big enough, sometimes people do feel yeah, like it's yeah, okay. maybe, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Like sometimes, but most of the time, even like the big channels, you have to at least have a bit of a curiosity. And sometimes right, right. it can be because you're like, oh my God, how, how the fuck is that thing going to work? Like, yeah, you're, <laughs> right. you're kind of hoping it to fail, but most of the time you're, you kind of want to, you know, cheer the, for the actual product. Right. Cause at some, at some point, if people stop making good, good things, it'll be very sad for the tech industry. Yep. But I doubt that'll happen anytime soon. Oh yeah, no, that's, that, that's for sure. And I feel like it's tech is only going to grow on YouTube. Uh, because it has become so accessible, right? Uh, you know, like you're a great example of that. I mean, you're have you how much? How much? One, two. If I can count by the YouTube videos, you have a lot of phones. That's, I'm trying to yeah. Count I do them. right currently have four or five. I have one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. So I have the one. The, I have the iPhone 10, which is my like main phone. That's my personal you know, daily mm-hmm. driver type of thing. I hate that phrase, but anyway, daily driver. Um, <laughs> and then I also have the 10S, which was sent to me by Halide. I don't really use that one much because there's this weird, I don't know if it's a software issue or if it's my router, but it just doesn't load anything fast at all, which is weird because it's the newer phone, and better camera and all that. So I wish I could use it all the time, but I, I don't. Um, and then um, there's the Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, which I got from AT&T which is kind of cool. And that was for Android police videos. And then, um, let's see, what's the other one? I have the OnePlus 6T, which I got from OnePlus for Android police videos. Um, and then I have the Pixel 3a, which Google sent to me just out of the blue. Like they didn't ask for a review. They're just like, do you want to join team pixel? I'm like, yes. And so, yes. <laughs> um, and then I have the OnePlus, And so I guess phone number six will be uh, OnePlus seven pro, which, 
um, OnePlus Ascendant now, which is cool because this time around, it's not for Android Police necessarily. Like last time, I kind of had to use like Android Police Cloud or whatever to be like, hey, can you send it? Um, But this year, I I was able to just be like, hey, here's a video I made. We'd be interested in uh, sending a unit out. And they're like, sure, which is super cool. Um, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six phones once the OnePlus 7 Pro comes out or arrives or whatever. Which is something that it's it's been really nice to see you go through that where you're getting personal recognition as well, which, by the way, congrats for the 5K, which is... Oh, yeah. Thank you. Got them. <laughs> Amazing. It's really, yeah. really a, gr- a great milestones. Yeah. And what what we could be expecting from you when it comes to narrative? Um, so right now, um, so I don't, I don't want to say too much because in case things actually mm-hmm. don't happen and things fall through, but <laughs> right now, um, one project I'm for sure shooting is a music video for my youth, uh, a worship pastor that I know, um, he wrote a song. So we're just shooting some, gonna be, I think it's gonna be fairly simple as far as like, uh, music videos go. It's not going to be really a narrative driven thing, which, uh, you know, that was their choice. So I'm like, okay, fine. But. I kind of wanted it to be narrative, but it doesn't really fit the song mm-hmm. anyway, so it's fine. Um, okay, it's and fine. then um, there's another music video that's like kind of top secret right now, but it's eh, what can I say about it? Anyway, I'm just super excited about it, and I think it could be really fun. And then um, I'm working Is on it the another. one that I was I saw your stories in the woods. Which one was that? Recently, you had a story saying like, coming back from shooting. Which a bunch of friends in the woods. Oh no, no that that went live a while ago. Which one was Rover? That? Yeah, that, that was a film about. That was I was like just for like a youth group thing. So that that we shot in shot and edited in twenty four hours, just as a kind of a personal yeah. challenge. Because um, when I, I saw that, I was wondering, was that your moment film? No, I wish it was. Um, oh, but was uh, like, yeah, that was shot in my ADD. Yeah. Um, I actually shot it with the actor who who fell through uh, with the moment <laughs> thing, um, and he was actually in another film I did a while ago last uh, yeah last year. Um, but uh, anyway, so there's a couple films I'm working on. Um, some of them, one of them's written to a song, just like Rover was. So Rover mm-hmm. was that film that I shot in the woods. That um, I'd heard this one song by Blake Ewing, I think his name is. He's a composer who makes video, or not videos, uh, mus- music for Musicbed. And I heard one of his songs, I really liked it. And so uh, I kind of wrote a film to the music. And so I'm doing that again with another another song, also by him, I think. I think it's by him, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, so I'm super excited. Um, and so I'm gonna have to figure out a way to make those fit my YouTube channel. So I'll probably do like a behind the scenes or something like that, to yeah, just kind maybe of- it- um, that's, make it usually more YouTube way that makes sense. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I think it's a, usually a good way to like make it more because uh, part of YouTube is people are looking for some kind of education. They're looking to maybe learn some skills uh, most of the time. So I feel like behind the scenes usually work really well for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm happy you actually got through. You know, it was fucking horrible to actually connect. Uh, we had like yeah, 27 Discord FaceTime. wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, we called each other on FaceTime like 50 times. It was crazy. It's, but, it's um, horrible. But I'm so, like, honestly, I'm so pumped that you're younger than me. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? But it's some kind, in, some, in some type of way, it is inspiring because uh, I'm just getting started compared to you. I mean, I've been doing, it's my first year doing filmmaking. So Cool. I'm still getting in, 
But um, looking at what you're doing is really damn inspiring. <laughs> well, thank you. So I'm really happy you got through and we got to chat. And hopefully we'll both make a channel a bit more narrative and creative. And I won't mention the word cinematic because it's, it's <laughs> yeah. it got ruined. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that you were there. Uh, where do people go to follow you? Um, so I guess primarily YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Jackson Hayes. And then um, also on Twitter and I'm Instagram. I'm so happy you actually said your name out loud because I, I don't think <laughs> I could have said it. <laughs> um, so Instagram and Twitter at Jackson H Visuals. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Which your Instagram actually did start getting more cinematic. Yeah, I started I started shooting um, frames and kind of grabbing frames for different videos and posting those. Um, I just really enjoy, you know, that twenty nine, uh, sorry, twenty one nine or two thirty nine one aspect ratio, and so it's kind of fun to share. And that's Instagram. Fuji it just, though. Yeah, with the Fuji, but also I did it a little bit with the Black Magic, and you know, I'm still planning to do that here and there. But um, yeah, the Fuji Fujifilm XC three is a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to get one. Yeah, well, you're really tempting me. <laughs> yeah, I've already, I've already convinced another uh, filmmaker, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting mine tomorrow." So I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, it's, it looks so amazing. I have to say. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, so for more amazing stuff, just go what. It's probably going to be in the show notes as well, so you can either listen back to what he said or just go in the show notes if you're lazy like me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that'll be all for from me. I'm, I hope everyone enjoyed this one and I'll get more guests and see ya, Jackson. All right. Bye.